Hello everyone and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I am Gérard Ami, serial entrepreneur and your co-host for today's debrief episode. I am very happy to welcome back my co-hosts and co-founders, Jason Delory and Mark Israel. And we're going to debrief about my conversation uh, with Asha Namugambe, co-founder and COO of Teheka. So guys, what was your, what are your thoughts about uh, Teheka and uh, my conversation with Asha? Um, I, I really enjoyed your conversation and I must say it, it was nice to hear Asha's story and I think what she's doing for the African ecosystem is so important. I know a lot of our audiences is from the continent so, so they will understand the, just the size of the problem she's trying to tackle and it's a really important problem uh, with the postnatal care and the mortality rate. Uh, so kudos to her for, for really taking on one of those, those big problems that we face in Africa and that can have such an impact. Uh, yeah, and the way she's gone about it, um, not taking that traditional infrastructure approach that most people thinking about the medical sector would take, you know, by leveraging technology, trying to get direct to the to the mothers and, and ensure that they are getting the right information, I think is really important. Uh, Teheka is actually on a mission to reduce the high mortality rates for mothers and uh, newborn babies uh, in sub-Saharan Africa by creating access to postnatal care services and products. That aspect to me is, is one of the key reasons why I like her, her company model so much. And I think it also speaks back to some of the episodes we've had on social impact and uh, social enterprise um, in terms of using your company for good while doing good while also earning money. And I think she she's trying to find that balance. So I think it's really good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm totally aligned with that. It's it's very true, and one thing I think we should we should put into perspective, and I and I said it into the into the episode, um, is we might think of uh, birth and postnatal and antenatal um, services and access to those services as being something like super normal and and like almost logical but again you know in the in our african context is not that straightforward and and i think take yeah. is, is doing an amazing job at, at mm-hmm. uh tackling this issue so yeah kudos for them to to doing that what about you mark yeah well i may i may actually shift gear um here a little bit um and, and of course i second what you said so i'm not going to come back on this one i think it's a it's a given that needs to be repeated again and again and again. Um, but I think that was what was interesting approach is the, the personal side of the story. <laughs> yeah, um, how Teheka really came up is an interesting story. Um, I personally come from a, a family. My mother is a retired nurse, and I think that's where really I, I draw the inspiration. Uh, when she retired from active service, um, she decided to work with an NGO called Kawempe Home Care. And um, she, she would be doing really uh, free work to the people in the community. And this NGO was uh, mostly caring for people with HIV and cancer, nursing them back to health 
um, ensuring they've taken their ARVs. And most of the times I would uh, escort my mother to go and visit her patients in, in the village, around the villages. Um, so I got an opportunity also to do my internship, um, a former business student to do my internship in this NGO. And um, I was actually placed in the finance department, um, especially the one that was doing community outreaches and seeing what the um, women and men were doing out there, caring for cancer patients, people with HIV. And then most of us really ended up doing that kind of work. Like um, you wouldn't explain to someone that you're not a health worker when they need support, you figure out how to offer. Yeah, so uh, with that kind of environment, I, I thought about it as like, okay, so there are very many out, people out there that uh, need this kind of service where a person can come at their homes and, you know, give them nursing care, palliative care. But I was very sure that in my country, we didn't have very many volunteers to do that. So, yes, when I met my co-founder, Daniel, um, we discussed about it and I, I told him that I think we could really make a business opportunity out of this. Yeah, so that's like the first version of Teheka. Um, yes, an inspiration from my mother. And uh, we have evolved over time. Right now we are focusing in maternal health and yes, there's also a story there. Um, in 2017, um, yeah, in 2017, my sister had her baby, actually her second baby, and um, she almost lost her life because uh, she was discharged from the hospital quite early. And um, the only person that could identify that there were danger signs was my mother because she's a retired midwife. Um, and it had happened earlier on with her first baby. So uh, when UNFPA, um, tasked young people around Kampala to come up with solutions tackling maternal health. Um, it was easy to actually use um, our personal examples of how young women and men around um, urban and peri-urban areas um, deal with, you know, the challenges. I, I looked at my sister's example and that's the, the new version of Teheka where we are focusing on maternal health. The thing is, and, and, I, and it's, always, it's always very difficult to, and I got some mixed feelings around that. You see the, the, the fact of that, hey, you know, find a passion and you can transform your passion into, um, you know, monetization and something you will make a living with. Um, although sometimes it's difficult to make a living out of your passion, okay? Um, and in, in Asha's case, so it was more than a passion. It was almost her family history. Okay, and the way that she lived it, and so, and she decided that well, that could be a business, and that could be a sustainable business, and and I think what is interesting here is how are the questions that I would love to to and and, and I could have a longer discussion, but um, but the thing is, how do you transform a passion into a business success? And more to that is, what are the ingredients? that makes a passion a successful business. 
because there are lots of passionate people, passionate people who cannot make a living out of their passion. You know, I'm thinking, for example, artists. Um, some are brilliant one, brilliant ones, but you know, they never make it. Uh, they barely survive. Um, and so, how do you? How, what What is the secret sauce? Um, that's food for thought. I don't, I don't have the answer to that. But I found I found that aspect of her business interesting. She did not see a business opportunity. She started from her personal story and she transformed it into a business opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Like she said, um, it, it was a personal experience she went through uh, herself and her family and identified a problem. And, and from there, um, as many, many entrepreneurs, like we try to solve problems that others was not able to solve for us and um, this is one of the thing one of the thing that she she did and this is amazing um, I think one one of the point I would like to 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 bring back when when she said when she gave her her advice she would share with entrepreneurs and she said um, please um, get out there and start entrepreneurs, if, if you feel like you have an idea, get it out of your head. Um, starting doesn't mean that you have, you know, all the resources, but put it on paper. And then it made me reflect on how we started out before I actually even found, found uh, someone to work with. I had all these things written out in, you know, a very small notebook, you know, um, by then it was small. Right now, uh, the vision of Teheka is even bigger. <laughs> yeah, the notebook so became bigger. <laughs> yeah. So please uh, get um, out of the idea out of the head. Start out. Um, talk to as much people as you can. And, you know, you never know. It, it may be the next um, Africa's biggest idea. Um, secondly, um, I think... Uh, Picking the right co-founder um, would be the ultimate. Get yourself a, a good co-founder that can go, mm. can run the marathon with you. And <laughs> you will agree with me that this has been a recurrent theme lately with uh, many, many of the, the, the guests we have hosted on the podcast. And, and it comes back again on the deck. And I think part of the part of the answer that uh, to your question of what do you need, what do you need to to be a successful uh, entrepreneur or artist or whatever it is, uh, if you are going into an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey, sorry, is yes the passion, yes the knowledge, but also. Uh, be accompanied be, with the right person, the right co-founders, be surrounded by the right team. And that's a, a recurrent theme that has been coming back again and again onto our podcast. Yeah, I completely agree with that one. And, and she definitely, you know, uh, comes with showing the value of having a, a co-founder who, who has a different set of expertise than herself. For example, with her, it was the technology side her co-founder was taking on while she did the business, which was essential for their, you know, success. But um, I also, um, going back to her con the conversation you guys had, I also took um, quite an interesting take from it. And it's also something that has become quite a bit of a recurring theme is the challenges. 
you know, she speaks about three core challenges she faced during her uh, journey, one being the family cultural side about, you know, a carer should be a family member, and then the technology mm -hmm. adoption, and then finally that uh, access to data or that access to, to connection for African um, customers. Um, and I think that's something that is very uh, similar in a lot of businesses that we have seen is that tech adoption, how do you get your, your customers to adopt the tech that you're trying to give, uh, as well as breaking down those cultural barriers and, and getting that adoption in terms of being accepted within culture is, is one of those key barriers. No matter what business you're in, it is, a, it is something that you need to think about before you dive in, um, like how would this be taken in a cultural aspect? How would you get them to adopt the technology? And is it accessible to the majority of people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and particularly on the on the African continent, and I know that there is a lot of debate actually around that. You know, um, um, you know, looking for example at the success of M-Pesa was due to USSD, so basically feature phones uh, and text messages. So that that's one way, uh, but there are many many other ways as well to share technological advancements. Um, but it's true that there is there is a huge gap. Uh, technology can help definitely plays a, a, a massive role and we're, we're seeing that every day in, in developed countries but as well as emerging ones um, but the fact that the, that technology moves so fast is a kind of a deterrent as well you know how can you make sure that the thing that you do today is relevant in the next year two years down the line um, but it's 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 a real issue and, and I think that uh, tackling in Uganda particularly, um, you know, that very, very important topic through uh, technology is, is, is bold. Uh, but the fact that they have been here for now five years, uh, they're growing, they're successful. Uh, they took a quality stance as well. So, you know, looking at uh, delivering premium service, top spot, um, I think makes a difference. So, it's a, it, it, I, I, as, as Gerald was saying, I think that that would be very interesting to see in, in a year or two years where those guys are. Um, because if, if they're really successful and the technology develops as it has been developing for the last couple of years, um, then they can be really rock and rolling, uh, at least all over, all over East Africa. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's the best that we wish for them. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you, thank you so much for uh, sharing your thoughts on, uh, on the conversation with uh, Asha and about, uh, about Teheka. It's always really nice to, to, have you, to have you on the show and to, to get your insights on, uh, on the different topics we cover. Um, thank you so much for listening to us, our audience. We hope you enjoyed this debrief episode. Um, and if you, I highly encourage you to, to listen to the full episode and, and, and get the full insight from, from Asha and get to know more about Teheka and the mission they are on. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. If you've liked the show, leave us a five-star rating and see you next week. <laughs>